welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tomfoolery, starring Jerry Springer with Gene Galvin and me, I am Maria Corelli. We are recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience here in Folk School Coffee Parlor of Ludlow, Kentucky. And ladies and gentlemen, here he is, Judge Jerry! Oh, my. Hey, by the way, uh, <laughs> and I'm glad, Maria, you introduced Jerry tonight, because sometimes you'll say Judge Jerry, sometimes Jerry Springer, but it's fitting because it leads into something I wanted to mention. But before uh, I do forget, our uh, guest uh, musical performance tonight, we've had him on before, is a young man named Xander Wells from the (laughs) tri-state area of Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana. Excellent. He's uh, kind of a blues singer and might be even more versatile uh, even beyond that, but he last episode did a really cool uh, you know, all his music is original and a cool blue song. Yeah, and we oh. asked him to come back and oh, yeah. he checked his schedule and it worked he out. He was able to do it. <laughs> yes, and uh, also uh, we're going to ask Jerry to talk about there was this concern during the campaign three years ago. Uh, oh my God, could you give Donald Trump the power to have his finger on the button? We want to see if that was valid. Jerry's going to give us a an analysis of that. The other day I was at the uh, mall, local mall in the greater Cincinnati area, Maria, and I ran into a guy, Jerry, you know him, David Pepper. Oh, yeah. And David Pepper, uh, an attorney and a former office holder in Cincinnati for years, and now and for a number of years is the head of the Ohio Democratic Party. Right. That's actually kind of a big deal within the Democratic Party because Ohio is considered to be one of the key states in every presidential race, and it's a key state period. And it's kind of a purple state. It's maybe a little more often red than blue these days, but it does swing blue and yeah. may swing blue this go-round. And I re- so I'm talking to David in the mall uh, right in front of Skechers, as I recall. I might have yeah. been in front of Nordstrom. I don't recall, Jerry, exactly. But I was talking to uh, David, in case you were going to ask. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, David. I was going to ask. So I said, <laughs> I said to David. Could you loan me some money so I could buy some Skechers? Yeah. <laughs> and he knows that you have this show, and you just referenced it, Maria, Judge Jerry. It's a hell of a good show, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I have seen it more than once. It actually is a very good judge show. Uh, You were mayor of Cincinnati. You were lead anchor in Cincinnati before you did what we'll call the crazy TV show. So you have... Excuse me. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Have you ever watched your show, that other show? No, I've got taste. Yeah, right. (laughs) What are you, crazy? Yeah, right. What kind of what I'm saying. I don't anyway, want to live in a country that watches my show. No. Oh, no. <laughs> but the Judge Jerry show is legit, and it's for real. People come in with disputes from all over the country, pulled off of dockets from all over the country, correct? And they come in, and they work yep. it out in front of you, and you make a judgment, and that's that. So I said to David Pepper, Jerry already has been a pretty uh, in-demand property to go around the state of Ohio. You've done it for years and given talks. I've been with you for many of them. Go into small counties, big count, big and small, all over Ohio when they have their annual dinner or they're running, somebody's running for office and you go in and you draw the crowd 
and the crowd that's drawn pay money and that helps the candidate or the party. So you've already done that. And I said, David, why don't you now have Jerry come in for any judicial candidates that you have? Starting with the Ohio Supreme Court, those are not appointed judicial positions, are they? No. That's a, and you're there's right, right, heavy right. competition for the Supreme Court positions. Uh, because once you're in, you tend to win and win. And uh, David said, damn, we ought to do that. So there could be some requests coming, and I would hope that you would do it to go well, around. The be- and I'd be willing to, and, and the best help I can be to Democratic candidates for judge is to endorse the Republican. <laughs> and then but everyone you, would say, oh, I'm not voting for that guy and vote for the Democrat. No, but I, in yeah, fact, I you are. Hey, you know what? All kidding aside, you are a judge, and that's not a joke. You, you are, because when they get their ruling in front of you, that's it. They cannot go back and go into and take it back to the Delaware court system right. or anywhere else. It's final because they sign an agreement to that. So uh, David said um, he's, you know, there's going to be some thought given to that and probably it'll happen. That made me think, uh, what could you talk about to those judicial candidates that really would be helpful to them? And one thought I had is maybe you could do even before the talk or after the talk a little workshop on how to put up makeup, how to do their makeup. <laughs> were you were you nodding? No, talking to this microphone right here. Do you wear makeup when you do your TV show as a judge? I wear makeup when I come here. <laughs> <laughs> I want to look my best. Of course. Aww. No, and no, it's I true. I have more lines in my face than I do in the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I boom. Hey, it, but it yeah. is true though. As you put your robe on, actually, before you put your robe yeah. on, you put the makeup on. Yeah, you? but I, on that kind of on that subject, this past Sunday evening, yep, I was in Sarasota, you know where, where I live, and uh, what's the address there, by the way? What's the exact address in yeah. Sarasota? <laughs> yeah. You know it. You're out there with your binoculars. <laughs> yeah, Jerry, well, it's uh, me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The, yeah. uh, but no, uh, 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 someone in the neighborhood was having a cocktail party for yep. a Cory Booker. No kidding. Yeah. And uh, they invited me in. Yeah, yeah. So I like Cory. So I, uh, I, I went. And really? I gave, yeah. And I said a few words and I gave a contribution. And three days later, he pulled out. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Oh, no, no. That's, a, that's God's truth. That's, story. Good. Oh, that's no. good. Why didn't he tell me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he must I mean, have known. He must, he must have, have known. known. And yeah. I'm out the money now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no. That's actually, that's a good If you're story. listening, Corey. <laughs> yeah. No, he, he's a good guy, and I'm sorry he's out of it. Yeah. And, you know, that he's out of the race. And, and you, in fact, uh, gave a little talk there uh, before he spoke. Just and a few words. That's an yeah, example but, of what I'm talking about. It would be cool. It worked really well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're leaving, be sure to call Jerry. <laughs> Well, anyway, uh, if you get, I'm hoping that you'll get some calls and, and that you can work your schedule out to go out and I, cause I think it would be cool to have you introduced as judge Jerry Springer. And particularly if it's for a judicial candidate, uh, and people know from listening to your podcast that you have very analytical mind. In fact, I'm going to put that on display right now. I want to ask you a question. Um, as I mentioned in the intro, 
<clears throat> there was this worry about should Trump get to put his finger on the nuclear button? That's very serious business. What do you think? Was that an unfounded fear or worth worrying about? Uh, obviously worth worrying about. Uh, Hillary was right. She said during the campaign, during the debates, that this is not a man, regardless of what your politics are, that you want to have his finger on the nuclear button. He, you know, he's not stable. Uh, I don't care what his views are, and I actually I do care what his views are. But even if I liked his views, you know, this is crazy, and it's crazy to let him have that kind of power. And the issue, we saw evidence of that, and are in the pro right now. Paying a con we've paid a consequence already, and we're about to pay more of a consequence. A uh, couple of weeks ago, as we record this, uh, Trump ordered the assassination of the Iranian general uh, Soleimani. And he is, <clears throat> he apparently was second in terms of leadership to uh, the Ayatollah, in terms of leadership in Iran. I mean, and, and apparently... He was a hero to many of the people in the Mideast. Now, let's be clear, no one should shed any tears. He was an evil man, killed lots of people, lots of people. So a horrible person. And probably the world is better off uh, with him not being on the planet, you know, doing all these things to kill people. So that there's no debate about that. But... Assassinations never end wars, but they do on many occasions start them. The most visible example that came to mind immediately, at least to me, was in 1914, the Archduke Ferdinand, of the, uh, he was the heir apparent to being the head of the Austria-Hungary uh, Austria Empire, the Habsburgs. He was next in line. And Bosnia, which is in the Balkans, they had been annexed by Austria-Hungary back in 1908. And the people there weren't particularly happy about it, particularly since 40% of the people that lived in Bosnia were Serbs. Slavic people, and they didn't like being annexed by them. So in 1914, on July 28th, this Serbian patriot, while the Archduke and his wife are visiting in Bosnia, as the car they're in turns the corner, he comes out of the crowd and kills the Archduke as well as his wife. Terrible thing, it made in some countries, it was a headline, it was a, obviously a bad thing, it was an incident, but the truth is, if you look at the newspapers the next day, you know, unless you were in Serbia or, you know, in the middle of Europe, no one was paying a lot of attention to it. It was a terrible thing, someone got assassinated, but they went on with the day's news. Nobody at that moment realized what the consequence of that would be. And the consequence was that a month later, Germany had induced 
Austria. They're telling him, you can't take this lying down. And so Austria attacked Serbia. Serbia is a Slavic nation. They have, are supported by Russia, which is a largely Slavic nation. So all of a sudden, Germany was telling <clears throat> Austria, you attack Serbia. Russia felt compelled to come to the aid of Serbia. Now, Russia had a pact with France. Why? Because Russia's on the border of Germany. And if Russia goes to war with Germany, Germany was too powerful. But if Russia had a, had a treaty with France, France and Russia surround Germany. So that was the one defense that countries could have against the power of Germany. Germany would have to fight a two-front war. So all of a sudden, by that one assassination, Germany tells Austria, you attack Serbia. Russia comes to the aid of Serbia, which brings France in. So now you have Germany, France, Russia, Serbia, and Bosnia in a war. England, with the English Channel, cannot have Germany win that war because England is an island. And if the English Channel is shut off by Germany, then England would starve to death. It can't grow the resources itself. It is dependent. That's why we've had the British Empire for hundreds and hundreds of years. It, needs, it needed all these other countries to make sure it could be fed. And so now England's in the war, and as you know, America then got edited. 20 million human beings were killed in that war because of an assassination. Prior to that assassination, everybody was kind of getting along. It wasn't even, oh, gee, we're going to go to war soon. No, that's what did it. 1963. North Vietnam and South Vietnam are in conflict. Diem is the president of South Vietnam. North Vietnam is kind of winning. So Diem is allegedly ready to make a deal with North Vietnam to stop the shooting, to work out a peace deal, if South Vietnam would agree to have the American advisors leave South Vietnam. America got wind of that and didn't want Diem to force the Americans out. And so Diem was then, they, America kind of backed this group. They didn't put their fingerprints on it, but backed this group which assassinated Diem. And I don't know if you heard about it, but we had this thing called the Vietnam War. 58,000 Americans dead, millions of Vietnamese dead, not to mention all those wounded an assassination. And now we have Trump. Trump starts a war. I'll say that again. He started the war. Here is the clear, uncontroverted evidence. Number one, he pulled out of the nuclear pact that was arranged with Iran, where Iran would not develop nuclear weapons for at least 10 years. And the inspectors would be allowed in to make sure this hap this would that it would be enforced. And in fact, Iran has been living up exactly to that. 
But now Trump pulls out. And now after assassinating their general, all of a sudden, Iran has now said they will begin developing nuclear weapons. So we unleashed that. We, by attacking in Iraq, Iraq is now making a move to get America out of there. There is no longer our forces fighting ISIS because the Iraqis won't help. The groups in Syria that were helped, the Kurds, the Kurds have been stabbed in the back by Trump a couple of months ago. So now ISIS is free to do what it wants. America is, get, is, is being allegedly pushed out of the Middle East, though Trump is now sending more troops. So what was the point of all this? If the point was to get out of the Middle East, sending more troops doesn't do that. Donald Trump started this war. There was not a single person walking around America, except some of the people right around Trump, saying, oh gosh, I wish we could go to war with Iran. I mean, really? Think in your neighborhood. Do you know any people that were saying, gosh, we got to go to war with Iran. Let's have a war. And you know what? If you think we should be going to war with Iran, I will respect that if you have your son or your grandson or granddaughter or daughter sign up for the military to go and fight. But don't dare be saying we should go to war when you're not willing to send someone in your own family to fight in that war. Because you can't start a war when somebody else's kid is putting his life on the line. That is immoral by any standard. So the lesson here is the reason you can't have this unfit person we call president with his finger on the button is he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He doesn't. And if you live in Trump land, for God's sakes, you can't believe that he really knows what he's doing. You may be happy because you think you're getting a tax break. For God's sake. We really want to have another war? We've been in Afghanistan for 18 years. You want another war against somebody you never even thought about fighting a war against? When you had an gr agreement that they weren't developing nuclear weapons and it was enforceable and they weren't developing nuclear weapons? Why do you unleash this? This man is dangerous, and it's his finger on the button. We're going to go ahead and bring our musical guest on up. He was on the last episode. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a warm welcome to Xander Wells. He's back! <laughs> and Xander, we got to hear some of your stuff last time. It's pretty soulful and bluesy. Yeah. yeah. Um, who are some of your influences? I'm a huge, I'm a sucker for the, like the early 30s blues and like 60s folk, you know. And so I'm a huge fan of Bob Dylan. I'm a huge fan mm. of like Dave Van Ronk. Um, I, Robert Johnson's what got me into the blues. I remember like, who is this awesome guitarist? And I'm like, oh, this is where it all came from. Um, and yeah, that sort of thing. I love like Dr. John, those sort of really heavy, 
you know, their music's really raw and just awesome. So. Yeah, we can hear it in the chords they use. Yeah. It, sound, <laughs> yeah. it sounds good. Can blues be can blues be happy or what defines blues is is someone they're just down and out or something that really is getting their life and they want to express it in a Yeah, I think it's style. the way I always thought of it was it's blues is the idea it's like you are overcoming what has, you know, affected you. It's always, mm. you know, all these songs are always someone dealing with their problems. It's not, you know, it, there's not a lot of just moping around about it. It's it's dealing with them directly. And I think in that sense, some of it can be happy, some of it can be sad. It's just how you do it, you yeah. know? Great. So, what is the, uh, the next song you'll play for us? Um, I'm redoing, this is a song I wrote about four years ago. It's called Please, Please, Please. And uh, I was going for like one of those. I'm a huge fan of those like old, like Paul McCartney would say those granny songs, those fun little like yeah. tunes he'd listen to when he was a kid. And so I was trying to cheer up someone in my life when I wrote this. Um, and I was just messing around singing this little tune to them and it kind of stuck. So please, please, please. So darling, don't you know you make me lose my mind I said, so baby, when you leave me behind I said, so please, 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 please I said, so come and be the one I really need I said, I love you and I need you and I like you a lot I said, so baby, you make me feel hot I said, so please, 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 please I said, so come and be the one I really need You know I got no woes Oh my honey Just give me yeses Don't give me noes I said so please, 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 please I said so come and be The very best thing I ever did see Oh I did see darling I said so come and be The one I really need I said I love you and I need you And I like you a lot I said so baby you make me feel hot, I said, so please, 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 oh, now, baby, oh, come and be the very best thing I ever did see. You know I got no money. You know I got no woes. Don't give me no's I said so please, 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 please I said so come and be The very best thing I ever did see Oh, I did see, darling I said so come and be The one I really need I said I love you and I need you And I like you a lot I said so, baby You make me feel hot I said so please, 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 please Oh, now, baby, oh, come and be The very best thing Wow! Yeah. Oh, Bravo! Wow! Thank you. I feel like I feel like I could hear that on the radio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be very nice, you know. I think, we, I think we'll be hearing that soon yeah. on the radio. I hope so. Yeah, me too. That's been that's been my that's one of my favorite ones to play. If I'm yeah, it's a great tune. Thank you. Really, Thank you very much.
Um, we go ahead and let everyone know, our, our listening audience and our um, in-house audience, where we can hear more of your music, your website, Absolutely. stuff like that. Um, I play around all of Cincinnati. I'm from Cincinnati, the greater Cincinnati area. I'm a little bit in Kentucky here and there. My music's on Spotify, iTunes, and Apple Music. And you can find my shows on Instagram or Facebook at Xander Wells Music. You have to get the spelling right. It's X-A-N-D-E-R. Yes, it's, it's with an X, and yeah. it's just Xander, no Alex, my parents were hippies they wanted an interesting name so ah. my middle name's sky so there you go oh, <laughs> oh. that's awesome no marijuana in your house <laughs> right <laughs> xander will you do us a favor and, and take us out on uh, down by the riverside absolutely I'm gonna lay down my heavy load Down by the riverside Down by the riverside Down by the riverside I'm gonna lay down my heavy load Down by the riverside Down by the riverside I ain't gonna study war no more Ain't gonna study war no more study war no more I ain't gonna study war